Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Top of the Table. I'm Brian Bentley coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. We have Mark Villa there on your right from L.A., Hank Alexander on your right from Boston. I like to switch coasts. Coming to us live from Philly, our man from Live Breathe Football, Aboon. Back it up. Show it to him. Do it. Give him the runway. Give him the model. Mark's got it. There it is. That's all I get to do. That's all I have the room for right and, now. And Hank has the red <laughs> Uh if you've, if you've listened to our show or if you've watched any of the shows, um, first of all, we're surprised. Uh, second of all, um, you've uh, heard us, you've heard and seen us. We all uh, support uh, Aboon's stuff at Libreen Football. We think it's great. Um, and Thank we you. wanted to have him on here to um, just kind of discuss his process, get the company out there a little more, and try to sell some shirts. And, uh, let's sell some let's shirts. Sell some shirts. Let's, let's do it. Going on next. Everybody buy some shirts. Uh, Aboon, the floor is yours. Just give us a, a quick background about you and about the company. Um, quick background about myself. Um, I'm 22 years old. Um, recently graduated from Temple University. Um, I started making t-shirts when I was 12 in high school, you know. Um, and I'd always wanted to have like a like a an apparel line, but was never sure what I wanted to be around. But then, as I started to get more and more into, into watching soccer, I started painting shirts with my favorite, you know, soccer players on them, and then sort of over time evolved into what it is now. Um, and I just one day I just I was in class and I just drew "Live Breathe Football" in a T-shirt, and I got I think two dozen shirts printed up for my friends at um at Pickup Soccer, and everyone bought it. So that's really like kind of how it got everything got started. And tell us about your process. I mean, this is all hand drawn stuff. Yes. Uh, okay, give me one second. Let me grab a a sketch for you. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I haven't. Sh- I kind of tweeted part of this, but I haven't tweeted. I'm showing the whole thing yet. Ronaldo or the Zizu. Oh, there it is. This is the Don. So this is all hand done. Um, I think I did this a couple of days ago. So really, my process is um is simple. I try to draw inspiration from different things, you know. Um, and if I'm doing a, pl- um, a design that has a player on it, I really try to capture the essence of that player, whether it's where they're from, what they're known for. You know what I mean? Just try to bring some element of their personality or what they're, you know, what they're good at and bring that into the shirt, right? It's not really, for me, it's not really just about making a shirt with Zidane on it. It's about making something that is reflective of who Zidane is as a person and, you know, his fans can really say, look, this is exactly what Zidane is about. So the process kind of starts out with um, a bunch of pencils, a bunch of pieces of paper. Um, most of them get thrown out. Um, and then when I'm kind of set on something that I kind of like, I start, you know, drawing seriously, and then I ink, um, spend some time with ink, um, and then I scan the drawing in, and then I go into Photoshop and really start bringing the design together. And then, you know, I, after after I'm done design, I kind of put on a shirt to see what it looks like. And if, if I don't like it, I kind of go back to the drawing board and try to, you know, move things around or whatever. But for the most part, everything really starts, you know, with the pencil. So that picture, and I and I follow you on Twitter, so I watched as you kind of went through a couple right. different iterations. Total man hours you put in for the for the final, the whole thing put together. To be honest, um, maybe sometimes fifteen to twenty. Right. Um, oh wow! Um, I think the Zidane one, the actual sketching, like the actual like this actual drawing, um, took me about probably like three hours. And then you know when you go into the computer, that really dictates how much time is left from that right. point. Because I mean, I think what people think is, oh, you just kind of put a design on a T-shirt. It's really more than that, right? You know, you have to pick what kind of shirt it goes on. Some designs don't look that good on, for example, in a tri-blend T-shirt as opposed to something that's 
polyester and cotton. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just little, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of things that go into um, designing one t-shirt. For example, like each tag is special, like each tag is specific to that shirt. So after I design a shirt, I have to design a tag and I have to make sure that, you know, the manufacturer has the exact shirt that I want in stock. And it's just sort of like a, you know, really involved process, but I mean, it's fun and I've been doing it for quite a bit, bit now, so I kind of have it down. So that, so that drawing is that was that why there are sometimes big gaps in um, the reups. Exactly. Um, so re- usually, what happens is um, around I think January and February, we kind of had like this is a space of two months where we're just constantly like you know releasing a lot of things, and what people don't realize is those are designs that were done six months before. You know what I mean? Just kind of things we say, okay, we're going to release this at this time because we think it works on this. You know, and um, just kind of after that time, it's really. Um, with such a small operation with just myself, Dominic, and Irvin, it's really difficult to, you know, get so many orders coming in and sort of having to process the orders, you know, make sure everything is shipped, and then also try to get more stuff designed, right? So we kind of took a little break to kind of design more stuff and try to see what our next step is as far as the spring and the summer and trying to see, okay, what works for this time of the year or whatever, and then sort of come back out again. So for something so small, it's it's quite, you know, um, it's, it's quite a lot, like January, February. I mean, I think we... We did probably eight or ten designs in the space of two months, which is quite a lot, you know what I mean? Because each thing you kind of have to be on top of, you know, day in and day out. And what Aboon leaves out is whenever he sends out a package, he doesn't just stick a shirt in an envelope. Um, no. It's, it's, <laughs> no. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it's, it's an unwrapping process. There's either, you know, there's a message to you or there's a drawing for it. You know, when you receive it, there's a sticker on the outside that says Liberty Football. When you open it up, yeah, it's like you're unveiling like a Christmas present. You guys take a lot of effort to make sure that the artwork is even in the in the delivery and not just on the T-shirt, which I think is genius. Yeah. Right, and, that's, and I it's, think no, I think it comes from um, no. Thanks for that, but um, it comes from you know when I used to hand make shirts, you know, back in high school, you know, I used to make each shirt for for, for somebody, right? So when I make someone a shirt and they see it, you know, sort of their gratitude and the way they feel about the shirt, like that always stuck with me, you know. But now that we're sort of having one design, you know, sort of mass produced, it becomes difficult to get that same interaction with people. So the notes and the stickers is our way of really keeping, you know, making sure that people appreciate um, what we're doing and really making sure that, look, you know, we're not just in here to sell T-shirts. We want to make sure you understand where we're coming from, that we appreciate the fact that you, um, you know, you love the product. Because, I mean, you know, with Mark now, I've never actually met any of you guys physically, but you guys love the brand so much. And, for me, half the half the reward of doing LBF is really the fact that we get to interact with so many people who love our products. Like it's weird to me when somebody buys a shirt and I never hear from them again, you know. But when somebody says, "Look, I really love this about the, what you guys do," it really makes me, um, you know, it really kind of motivates me to keep going because then you know, okay, look, we're doing something that means something to people as opposed to just selling you four ounces of cotton. So tell me about. The shirts themselves, because I've, I've, uh, I've had bad luck with t-shirts, because you know, <laughs> the, the the thing with me is the fit, and I, I'm I'm this really rugged kind of guy, as you can tell, right. but I don't have the six pack, right? I got the twelve pack working, and uh, yeah, I got the thirty pack. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I have a six pack. So, Mark, you know, it looks good on you though, man. I mean, you kind of carry it off with me. It just. A really nice, tight-fitting T-shirt just shows off my man boobs. It's not a look that I'm really trying to go for. Right. But um, so when you're 
what kind of shirts do you are, are you uh, are you kind of going for that traditional T-shirt or I I because I haven't seen one. We're we're in the dark ages up here in New England. I gotta send you something, man. Well, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, send me whatever you got. And um, do you make the other question I wanted to know is do you make shirts for women? Yes. Yeah, so um, so to answer your first question, we right now we use three different blends. Um, we use a hundred percent cotton blend. We use a um, it's I think it's sixty percent polyester, forty percent cotton, which is what Mark has on right now. It has a really soft soft feel to it. And we also use a tri-blend t-shirt, which is a bit stretchier, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the reason we use so many different blends is because each design works differently on different on different blends. And as far as the fit goes, you know, most of the shirts are athletic cut, right? So they're not like tight or slim fit shirts, but they're just sort of like, they're cut well. They're not just sort of like, you know, the regular, you know, cheap t-shirts you'd go and right. buy. It's not, a, from... it's not a rectangle with two armholes. Yeah, it, 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 fits, it fits well, but it doesn't, it doesn't cling to a point of self-consciousness. I actually, I, I actually, I will actually wear this shirt out in public with nothing on over it. And that is rare for me in a t-shirt. So it, it, they're, they're amazing. And, and I'm sorry, Boone, go ahead with the, the second part of that question. Yeah. And the second part, um, you know, one thing I noticed was I think about 20, 25% of our customer base were women, but they were buying men's shirts and, you know, they would always complain like we don't have women's shirts. So um, with, with our spring line, we're going to release three, women specific shirts right there so the first one is like sort of like a really fashion um cut it's like a sort of a crop tee not just a t-shirt but like an actual like really stylish shirt for women um that has our classic logo on it and then we're gonna have a tank top like a summer tank top and also like a deep v-neck that's cut for women right so because i think i mean lbf is really about style right so we're trying to like define soccer style and you know it's you know which we try to keep everything in mind when we're designing like look you know if women are going to wear our products then they, sh- they don't look good wearing men's shirts they need to wear shirts that are designed specifically for women and that's why i took the last few months you know trying to design like the perfect shirts for women you know recently we um we released about five designs and try to get feedback from women because i've never designed women's shirts before so um we kind of got feedback to you know let us know exactly what women want and we're going to sort of go go further with that we nice. should have gotten you involved with, our, with uh, Sarah and when uh, women Uni- women's United FC. Yeah, yeah actually, um, they hit me up on Twitter, so I think we're going to be talking sooner or later, whenever they get in good, contact good. with us um, to do something. Good. Now, as a testament to, I mean, uh, personally, the world class design line. How, how it is not to knock it. It is a very simple and straightforward design, yet it has been overwhelmingly successful, overwhelmingly wanted. And cherished. I, I got my uh, my crew neck, my world class crew neck. My wife saw it and she started stealing it from me, even though it was like eight sizes too big for her. Uh, so I had to I had to come back and buy her one. Uh, I mean, how? Where did that come from? Because it is, a, by and large, a very simple design yet beautiful and. Perfect. And that's the jacket that Abun has on right now. If, if yes, um, so actually, this is my custom. This is the only one that exists. This hoodie I got. Um, I got our printer to make one for me. Um, but the world-class design, for me, um, you know, the brand is not just about, you know, spending all this time. You know, sometimes the world-class design has nothing that's actually hand-drawn. It's, you know, it's all done in Illustrator or whatever. But for me, it was about bringing something that was timeless and classic to the brand, right? You know, you can't always have these really intricate sketches. Not everyone likes that. But at the same time, I wanted to bring something that was that defined sort of like the epitome of being soccer, right? You're, when, you, when, you, when you say you're world-class, you're the best 
of the best, you know, sort of bringing something that's simple. And the concept is so simple that the design had to be simple enough. And I think that's why it resonates with so many people, because it's just, you know, it's just real simple. Nothing too crazy going on. If you're just joining us here, uh, Brian, Mark, and Hank are joined by Aboon from Live, Breathe, Football. You can check them out at livebreathefootball.com. That's F-U-T-B-O-L. Uh, you can follow them. Uh, LBF. It's LB Football on Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah, at, at LB, LB Football. Football on Twitter. And uh, we're talking about uh, designs and, and the line. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then, uh, if you're just joining us on the video, then you might want to uh, catch the podcast as Boone debuted a new uh, design, the Zinedine Zidane drawing. Um, my question for you is, what color shirt is that going to go on? Have you gotten that far in the process yet? No. I mean, right now, it looks like it's going to go on a white shirt, but I think that's going to change um, sometimes soon. I mean, I've actually been working on a design design for at least the past year just because he's one of my favorite players and I always felt whatever I had was not good enough to represent Zidane, you know? But I think I'm getting to the point where I like what I have with the design. So the next step is trying to figure out the right T-shirt to put that on. Now, was that design modeled after a certain image or is that just of your own, a pose of your own uh, design? It's a bit of both. Um, so I kind of, if I'm doing something with a player and I kind of like sift through like all their images and try to see something that captures, you know, um, what they what they were known for. You know, one thing I love the boss has done was his touch, right? That sort of really deft first touch. And I think this image kind of grasped that, you know, sort of his elegance and just sort of, you know, being so perfectly contorted to control the ball. I think that really speaks about his game. So this image is kind of a little bit of both in a sense. Now, like, for instance, the Deuce shirt. I remember yeah. the day you said, I should do a Deuce shirt. And you had one up and on the site within, like, a week and a half. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that one sold out. Am I wrong? That one sold out within a couple of days. That was actually our, one of our fastest-selling designs. Um, and the thing with the Deuce shirt was, um, so Dominic, uh, my, my partner, is he's a huge Clint Dempsey fan. I mean, since our freshman year in college, he's always been saying Clint Dempsey was the best American-born player ever. And I was like, dude. Come on, man. But, you know, he started to prove that as a player. And, you know, there was a lot of pressure from Dom. It's like, dude, we need a Dempsey shirt, you know? And I just kind of sat down and it just, that was one of the designs that just kind of worked out, you know? Um, I, spent, I spent about a day sketching, um, went into the computer. I, had a, I think I had about three different shirts. Um, like a, I had a red one, a blue one, and a gray one. And I just kind of felt the red one worked the best for Dempsey. And uh, I mean, and also another thing too is, you know, with our manufacturer, I mean, the guy who prints our shirts, whatever his schedule is like, you know, I could be like, dude, I need a shirt done in a week and he'll get it turned around in a few days, right? So that also affects the turnaround time with designs as well. Right. Uh, and I was lucky enough to get one of those. And and I want to... I saw that. We were wearing it last I week. I let Ibun know that uh, before we went on. Um, and one of the things he, Ibun mentioned is the tags are specific to each shirt, and that is true. Because on the tag of the do shirt is, is the uh, state of Texas... Uh, and, and you know, besides the sizing information, but there's there's something you have you have to look because there's like an Easter egg with everything. Um, there's either yeah. something on the tag, or there's something on the uh, in the image, or it's something going to be in the box uh, in the delivery that you receive itself. Um, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it is. So what? So yeah. let's talk. Let's talk soccer for a minute. Well, who who sure. do you follow? For those for those that don't follow you on Twitter, I already know some of the answers to these questions. What teams do you follow? I'm, 
I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm a good. I'm a gunner, like till I die. Um, the word is gunner. Gunner, gunner. I'm I'm both, <laughs> man. Like I've been, um, cause I grew. I was born in Nigeria, and I grew up in Nigeria till I was ten. And uh, when Kanu started playing for Arsenal, I really started following yeah. them, and then I, I discovered Sierra Leone, and I just absolutely fell in love with the club since then. But um, as far as MLS goes, I'm a Union fan because you know I live in Philadelphia, and um, a couple of my buddies play for the Union as well, so they're great guys. So it's 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 good to have a local team to support, you know, because I've never actually gotten a chance to go to the Emirates, but um, being in Philadelphia, I get a chance to go to PPL Park quite often. So so. Um, well, they had a go decent. Go, Hank. Sorry. Go, go. I was going to say they had a decent show last night with uh, being down nine, but being down two men and still pulling out the win. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that was huge because you know, as you know, we've been sort of struggling. We started out zero and three, um, but slowly start, starting to get some results now. And I mean, I, I've been very disappointed, honestly, with the with the results so far. But I think with the game against um, who was it, Columbus last week, and then. And then Chivas this week. I think they're slowly starting to build some momentum, which is good. Somebody needs to put a battery in a fire alarm. It's not me. Not me. Boone. <laughs> um, oh, I think that's our alarm. Our alarm off front. Uh, um, uh, no, that's fine. Um, so I, I have a question. Being, I guess, being an Arsenal fan, do you hold mm-hmm. them kind of in the same? Regard as your design, your Zidane designs. Is that why you haven't done an Arsenal shirt yet? You don't. Um, I did a Dennis Burkamp design with um, Lady right. Arch, she's an Arsenal yeah. blogger. Um, that was like one of the. F- we did that almost two years ago, actually. Um, she kind of. I approached her on Twitter. I knew she designed shirts, and I was like, "Would you like to collaborate?" Um, but I don't know. I've been. I'm trying to. As an Arsenal fan, it's difficult, right? I, I'd love to have a ton tons of sketches of Arsenal designs, you know? And it's difficult from a branding standpoint to really push a bunch of Arsenal designs because that's personal for me, right? Not everyone likes Arsenal or cares right. about Arsenal, you know? So it's, it's trying to, like, balance it out and really try to capture what the footballing world as a whole wants to see as opposed to just what I want to see as a designer. Now, as, a, as an Arsenal fan, Boone, what did you think of this morning's debacle meltdown? Um, what, what meltdown? The four uh, four meltdown. The four four oh, meltdown oh, oh. from United. I only saw that on Twitter. I, I actually DVR the game, so I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. But I am okay. happy about that because I mean, even besides being an Arsenal fan, I think it makes the title race that much more interesting now. Because you know, two weeks ago we were talking about City was out of it, right? They were eight points behind with six games yeah. left. It was like, oh, there's no six- way. Yeah, it says you know United they're so good at this to run in and they're gonna win every game and it's like now you know Everton comes back and ties four four it's like wait a minute they can actually you know they I mean, can actually this, choke this one exactly because I mean was it next week that they're playing City at um they play at City next week yeah a City can go up so, yeah that's gonna be so, a Monday Monday afternoon game I think there's gonna be a lot of people uh, taking a late lunch yeah absolutely um, absolutely. Now, hey, uh, you know, we've got this D.C.-New York game going on right now. They're calling it the Atlantic Cup, which personally, <laughs> as a guy on the East Coast, supporting an East Coast team, you know, why is this not a four-way cup right now? You know, we should have Philadelphia in there. We should have New England in there. And it should be a full-on four-way. I'm not, I agree. Three-way is good, but four-way is better, <laughs> right? I mean, you're waiting on that, Hank. 
<laughs> I, 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 I have to set myself up sometimes, but it, 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 it works in the end. No, but you know what I mean. It's, it's, um, by the way, DC is killing New York right now. In the yeah. Rain. How is the... Pontius with two goals. Yeah. And Michael Santos is a beast all of a sudden. What up with that, Yeah, Bentley? Not when he was here. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good trade, but I think it might be a, maybe a little different system there. Yeah, well, it's working. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah I like the guy. He's holding up the ball well, and, and he's doing the job. He set up Pontius beautifully for that second goal. But anyway, um, no, but I'm a little – I feel a little left out. You know, I, I don't know if I – you know, should I call somebody? <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there are enough people watching now. You can just make a public plea, and it, Guys, and, the, and the remaining three of us that are way. listening will say something to somebody. No, I mean I agree with Hank. Though I think it would be more interesting if you had these sort of like regional cups within or regional sort of tournaments within the MLS as opposed to just like because I mean right right now I mean I'm not a huge fan of sort of the conference system, right? The Eastern and Western Conference, right? right? Because then. You know, it's like, and plus now the schedule's unbalanced and all that. But, like, if you had a sort of a promotion relegation thing, then you have teams who really have to, you know, it makes the, the league more interesting. But then if you have these little cups, now, like the Atlantic Cup you're talking about or whatever, I think it might make things more interesting because then, you know, it makes rivalries stronger. You know, I don't really, I mean, this, the D.C.-New York rivalry is pretty strong, but I think it would be a lot stronger if, like, you kind of had these, these other cups, all these other things to play for besides, you know, but is, is, is it something that, I mean, who, who decided to call it the Atlantic Cup? Was it someone in New York or someone in D.C.? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's something you got to look at because, you know, because then you go back to something like the Rocky Mountain Cup, whoever wins the season <laughs> series between uh, RSL and the Crapids wins that <laughs> cup. And, and it actually, it is, supporter, it is a supporter group's born cup where the groups yeah. both chipped in, bought the cup, bought the trophy. Thanks, they buddy. each made... They each maintain it by whoever whoever wins it each year, but now somehow it's been sponsored by Subaru, <laughs> unbeknownst to the supporter groups. <laughs> so you know, you, you also got to wonder, you know, who's who's yeah. actually calling it a cup and Hi. who's calling it what. And and this is uh, this is my mutant son Stuart. He's <laughs> six feet tall and, and getting taller every day. 50. How does he fit in that room, Hank? He doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't Holy cow! Yeah, Hank was in a panic room last week. He's in a, in a crawl space this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, That's the boy. I know, Dallas has the Brimstone Cup. It's the same else, sort of a you? supporters Sorry. group thing between Chicago and Dallas. Right. And Dallas and Houston battle for the. Um, it's a cannon. It's an 1800s cannon. And and that's both a season series type of thing, but. Houston, yeah, we have this. We have this. Houston never takes. We have the, the Honda Su- win it. We have the Honda Super Classico with uh, Chivas, but it means nothing, right. <laughs> you know. So, it, you know, I, I think it'd be great to build up the regional rivalries more I and agree. get all the teams involved. But uh, you know, we'll see. What's up? So you guys speaking? Is everybody bringing their kids on? So, uh, I'll wait for Mark because I have a question. Sorry, oh, go no, ahead. I'm not. I'm in a rush. Question about the Bubble Guppies. Oh, I love that show. That's a great show. I, I like Bubble Guppies. No. Have you have I'm you watched? So glad have you, my kids are old, man. Have you watched Doc McStuffins my yet? My kids go nuts for that show, dude. You I, guys I, yeah. change yeah. the topic Please. now. Okay, so <laughs> what was your question? What was your uh, question, Brian? The Timbers, the Caps, and the Sounders have the Cascadia Cup. Thank you, Nick, for uh, submitting that. Do, is there anything, any sort of a cup between Galaxy and Earthquakes? 
Uh, there's no, there's no real cup. There's some. Or, there's a Cal. It's a California Classico. I, I think that's. But it's. I don't know who sponsors that. Maybe Chipotle. I don't know. Well, no. I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I really it's, it's don't. Bragging know. rights. There's. Is there a trophy for the Super Classico? Yeah, there's a plaque or something. Oh, okay. I think. I don't remember. I, I for me the joy of the last few years, especially you know Beckham's first couple years, was winning the season series over Chivas and then watching Precky chase Beckham around the field trying to fight him. That was always a good time. That was what I looked forward to. So uh, sticking with California teams, um, don't look now, but the San Jose Earthquakes are leading your Western Conference standings after yeah. RSL three to one yesterday. After RSL went down oh, wow. again, two men. Yeah, they did go down two men, but. They were having their way with them. I mean, earthquakes were having their way with RSL. You know, San Jose has been on fire this year. They've got some movement. They're getting some really, some really amazing play from some unexpected sources. And uh, you know, kudos to them. They're they're doing it right. But again, it's a long season. You know, I, I, I give them major props because they've done really well to this point. I think they'll do well for most of the season. But you're going to see the, the lead change a few times in the Western Conference right up till the very end. There's just no way around it. So, Abun, talk to me about uh, yes. Freddie Adu and his, I guess, expanding role there. He kind of came in last year with pomp and circumstance of, you know, of the uh, um, prodigal son and being a DP and not doing a whole right. lot. But uh, this year he seems to be getting more involved. Have you seen JoJo at the stadium? <laughs> She's stalking <laughs> Freddie now. <laughs> No, now that he's once again more famous than she is. I have not seen George at the stadium. Um, no, I think, um, I mean, I watched the, um, just from what I've seen, the games I've seen so far, I think he's starting to show signs of being that person they signed, that they're paying DP money for. Last season, I didn't see any of that at all, to be honest. Um, but I think it's just sort of him kind of getting used to the team and also having a, a few teammates that play with him on the U21. Is it U23? U23, um, yeah. you know, with the Olympic cap and all that happening, and the guys like Amobi Okugo, Shannon Williams, and all those guys on in the same team, I think helped helped quite a bit. But I think he's slowly starting to get into the stride. But I don't think he's a winger. Like, you know, he's always playing outside midfield, but I think, you know, he needs a central role, like sort of being like that central attacking figure. He I mean, agree with you on that, I think. He, uh, he said so um, in an interview with a guy – uh, back in the old Champion Soccer Radio Network, back when he was playing with uh, Jason Christ at Real Salt Lake, he said he wanted to play more inside and be more of a central role. So um, I think he feels that that's he's more comfortable there. That and he, it seems that way to me. Well, I, I think I, th- I think a big part of what his of what's helping him begin to turn around was actually the Olympic tournament, despite the outcome. Right. He was asked to play more of that leadership role. He was given that position of saying, you need to make this happen. True. And I think he actually relished that opportunity. And he's coming back to the union with that in mind. And I think maybe he's starting to build that chip on his shoulder in a good way that he wants to prove that he can be the man. And I, I look forward to seeing that. I hope so. It'd be good to see for him. No, but, no, as much as we've knocked him on this and every other show over the years, uh, well, not you know, we've been around that long, but every other show has knocked him for this or that. I, I still want the guy to succeed. I want to see it happen for him. No, for sure, because I think I mean Philadelphia fans don't don't take you know they don't take crap. You know they you know the other week they were booing they were booing on Peter Novak because of you know the poor the, the, um, the team's poor performance in the first few games. So I think he's starting to realize that he's not at a place where he can just kind of coast by. Like people expect. 
the Freddie you do that, that lit up stands and just sort of lit up, you know, the MLS, you know, at one point to say, look, dude, you're 22 years old now. You're mature enough. You've been around long enough to be able to, to be able to carry a game in Philadelphia. And I think he's starting to realize that that's his job in Philadelphia, right? Because right now, I can't name anyone else who's going to be that central attack and role. Who's going to say it? Because right now, you know, we have pretty much a brand new team, if you think about right. it. You know? Pahoy, you know, all these new guys came in this season. And, you know, he's one of the few guys who's who's been around long enough, not necessarily in Philadelphia, but been around sort of, you know, the football world for a long enough time to know how to sort of take control of games, you know? Yeah. So I think I think he'll get there. Has the Danny Caleb Bruhaha subsided yet? <sighs> Did he play last night? No, he didn't. Is he now officially injured or is he still kind of under that mythical? Is there, yeah, is there anything hurt beside his pride? Is this a coach's injury or you know what? I know as much as you guys do, you know. It's you know, I remember the interview after the um I forget what game I think it was the it wasn't the Columbus game, it was um I think it was the um, probably the Rapids game, right? You know, he was like, you know, they're interviewing him after the game. And he said, "Oh, I, I guess I'm injured." You know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's I guess it just shows a lack of communication between the coaching staff and him. You know, because he played in Portland, he played four ninety minutes in Portland, and then all of a sudden the next week he's injured. You know, and you know, no one's really sure what's going on with that. But I think he's a great presence for the union. I think he needs to get back in there, whether it's a phantom injury or a real one. I think he needs to get back in there, whatever's going on. Right. Uh, All-Star game coming to Philly this year as the MLS All-Stars will be hosting Chelsea um, for, the f- for the second time as they hosted them in 2006. Yes. You're going to do anything special for that? And by special, I mean a design. Yes. Um, so another thing we're trying to do more of, um, last, se- last year we did like a, a design for the Champions League final, which we're going to do again this year. So we're trying to sort of do these special edition designs to kind of capture these moments that are kind of like, you know, sort of once, once in, um, once every so often it's kind of thing. But yeah, I think it's great that it's in Philadelphia this, um, this summer. So we'll do something, something for that. Right on. Hey, but I never got to ask you last year for the final, were your seats dry? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried, I tried, okay. I tried to, I tried to buy tickets high enough up in the stands that if it rained, they'd be dry, yeah. but I guess we're, I did. we're literally like, I mean, we're like soaking wet. Like some people really got soaking wet, but we were just kind of right between like the, uh, the dry part and like the actual, like, yeah, but it was, it was awesome seats. It was an incredible atmosphere. Like it was, it was great to be there, you know, to really see, um, to, you know, the, the galaxy and, um, the dynamo play. That was a great game. Yeah. Now, what other stadium have you? Is it only Home Depot Center and PPL Park you've been to thus far? Uh, where else have you have you seen any other games outside of Philly? Yeah, I've been to Red Bull Arena once. Okay. Yeah, um, but I mean that's really one of our goals um, with LBF. Um, we're gonna we're trying to plan like some sort of um, like USA tour. Right. But we just kind of go around, you know, playing soccer and doing sort of different things. Probably gonna happen next year, not this year. Um, but yeah, just kind of go around to different. So the idea is to go around different MLS cities and watch games, but also kind of interact with fans and sort of get to know our Twitter followers and people on Facebook and that sort of thing. Um, so hopefully next year we'll definitely get a chance to get some more more stadiums. Right on. You got a place. You got Very a place cool. to stay in Dallas, so as well awesome. as LA Thanks. So. and Massachusetts. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I want to talk about uh, very. Not very quickly. I'll try to transition to one of the things on the old website. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it made it over to the new website. Is when you got to meet Thierry Henry, the trip to New York. 
Yes. Um, and you've got the Rivals pack coming out. I'm trying to yes. tie these two together. Um, I, I did see the drawing for the Red Bull. Uh, is that going to be something where it's it's a single team on a shirt, or is it going to be two teams on a shirt? That's kind of my um, my dilemma right now, to be honest with you, right? The, what I wanted the Rivals pack to be was to kind of, we're going to start with MLS, right? We're going to eventually get to, like, the Barcelonas and the Madrids or whatever, but really start with the MLS and, you know, the, the big rivalries, right? The D.C., the New York, you know, the Philadelphia, New York ones, the, um, you know, the Portland-Seattle rivalries or whatever. Um, you sort of kind of have designs that capture that. But I'm not sure if I want to have two different designs for each rivalry or have one. Because I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure as how, because Philadelphia fans really, really hate New York, you know. So I'm not sure they'd be too keen on having Boston it. Boston fans, so. Exactly, how having anything feel, New York. On we hate Philadelphia t-shirt. too, though, so it kind of all works out. Exactly. So I'm trying to see if, if it would work out with two teams on one shirt or if, you know. I don't know. I'm still trying to decide what's the best way is to go about it. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago, you did you tweeted a little sneak peek of the uh, of the bull as you were working on it. Yes. Yeah. So that design's done. Um, I think. Do I have a sketch here? Let me see. I have like a little wall up here. That I'm looking at. <laughs> um, I can show you the Philadelphia. One. I have that up here. So this is basically this is the Philadelphia one. So the front just has, um, you know, their model, join or die, with the sons of the band, like the, um, sort of like their, the oar and the scythe. Right. Um, so a really sort of graphic um, print, and on the back it just says Philadelphia, right? Something really simple and classic that you can kind of, right? So I kind of want to keep that template for all the um, all the designs. So New York will have New York on the back, or Portland will say Portland on the back, or whatever. Kind of have graphics in the front that represent that city or the club, you know, in one way, in one way or another. So that way you can actually do it. You could, in theory, do a shirt for every team and not really have to worry about copyright infringement or any of that stuff. Exactly. It's also a plus. Exactly. It's, it's, about ca- it's about capturing the essence of that team somehow with some, like, you know, like Portland with the whole Timbers thing and the whole Timber Joey or whatever the hell his name is. Right. Um, those kind of things. Sort of those elements that represent those cities that are not sort of copyright on images. Okay. Awesome. Very awesome. Thank you. Now, I had just had a great idea for design since we're still talking about shirts. I think you should do a uh, a design for Top of the Table TV. And we, you should, we, uh, this is my idea now. Don't take the credit, Mark. <laughs> my idea is, you know, it's, I'm thinking about like a microphone in the middle, maybe on top of a TV say or something. Yeah, he is. You took my punchline. No, what I was going to say was you get pictures and maybe not necessarily, you know, a, a picture of every one of us, but maybe like a, a, a shadowed profile of each one of us with a little bit of our logos behind. Because we each support a different team that is on this show right. uh, in MLS. So, you know, I'm Revs, Mark's uh, that New York Cosmos wannabe team. And um, Brian's Dallas, and Sarah's now Kansas City, and Chris is Portland. Portland's supposedly. Um, I don't know how a kid from England starts supporting the Timbers. Who lives in Connecticut? Who lives in Connecticut? <laughs> lives in Connecticut. <laughs> but it works, and so you know, then he kind of, you can, he, he's drawn it already. Look at him; he's going. 
Well, we've been talking about this off and on for months now, but Brian and I can't get off our butts to come up with a design. Well, I, so. ideally, and I'll I'll uh, reveal a little bit behind the curtain here. Um, we do. You guys have seen our lightning rounds, and and it's something that uh, these players take the time to be silly with us and understand um, what we're doing, where we're coming from. Ideally, I'd love to have something that we could give. You know, if we do a lightning round, the player be able to give them a shirt. Um, and yeah, I've, and I've better. kind of always said to Mark, like, I, I, I would love to have our own crest, have our own little, have our own crest where it's either it could be made into a patch or it could be a shirt or it could be whatever. Cause if, if we decide to take a patch and put it on a Jersey, if we wanted to be like that, or if we wanted a shirt, like, uh, I like the Philly shirt, the Philly design that Abun just showed. I mean, something that people could say, look, top of the top of the table and that they would, they would love, wouldn't mind wearing it. They would love to do it. And it's not just something that's top of the table TV kind of a thing. Oh, Dom is joining us. Yep. Hello, Dom, as he's now following me on Twitter. Um, that's, I mean, I would love to have a crest since, you know, that's what football teams have is a crest. But yeah. Do they? I thought that's we had so- fake flags drawn with Crayola <laughs> markers. That's, that's something we need to well, work that's on. That's what Betsy Ross was thinking of when she made the flag. It was like, what can Crayolas? I do? Yeah. Works. You know? No, I, I agree with Brian. I think a crest is classic. It's um, you know, it's very classy. Um, I think yeah, we can do a crest. Right, you know we'll what talk, else? I was we'll I was uh, I was also thinking it would be really cool if you know if you do come up and you want to because we all have contacts with various teams and things like that. So if you right. need to get in with a with a team, we can talk to the PR guys or the marketing guys. And have you maybe come to a practice or something like that where uh, you can, you know, say, hey, you know, here, Benny Fehlhofer, wear this shirt. You know what I mean? That would be, like, super awesome. So I think we could easily make that happen. I, you don't have to go yes. that far. I just I give you the address and the person's name to mail them to. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's coming up here anyway. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm yeah. Saying, I, I mean, personally, I love to go to a practice. I, I think it would just be super cool to like get a chance to play with uh, some MLS guys. But yeah, either one. Works. I don't think they'll let you on the field, but they'll let you watch, which is cool. I can play. I can play. Too. <laughs> they don't let me on the field. <laughs> well, I was thinking, as as Hank was describing, you know, a drawing of each one of us for a shirt. All I could think of is me trying to approach the ball and falling over it because I'm too fat. <laughs> <laughs> An action shot. <laughs> So we can make that happen. Like that, that Peter Griffin. Ah, ah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, let's uh, let's talk soccer a little bit more. Um, this week, RSL comes into Dallas this Wednesday. RSL coming off that three-one loss last night at Chivas. Dallas coming off a one-nothing loss at Vancouver. Is Vancouver for real? I don't know, man. Uh, again, I, you know defense. what? I think the only team that's not for real right now is Montreal. But they're going to have their run. They're going to figure it out. They're going to have a four or five week period where they're just going balls out and they're going to be amazing. But they're an expansion team. They've got a lot to work on. Every team, I, I hate to say this, I'm not trying to give my galaxy room to move here, but every team's going to have their run this year. I think most of the league is at a point where they are – each team is coming into their own and will have that remarkable section of a season. The question is, how long can each team make it last? You know, I, 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 I think 
RSL might be approaching a skid here after this last week with two, with two guys being out on red cards. They're going to come into Dallas and have a really hard time with that. Well, I can tell you when Vancouver was here in Dallas last week that Jesse Marsh made two very untimely substitutions late in the game um, after a questionable penalty call. I'm not saying that as a Homer fan. I'm saying that from watching it and then having the benefit of the replay. Um, but he, he kind of just killed his team's momentum. Um, so I think part of the learning curve is going to be with him. Yeah, with him. And Justin well. Braun didn't even play. I, I don't know what's going on there. I, that, that still amazes me. But, uh, I mean, you want to talk crappy penalty calls. What about the one on Lopes last night, on Lopez last night for the Galaxy in Colorado? Yep. I mean, I mean, Akpan got up with no hands raised, no looking for the referee. He got up off the ground and started running back up field to get in position because he, he knew he wasn't fouled. Right. How many yellow cards were dished out last night? It must have been a record. In the Galaxy there, game or in no, the league? across the league. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, there, were, there were a ton last night. I was watching... I was watching all the uh, condensed games today to catch up, and, and it was a bizarre scenarios going on last night. Too many yellow cards, in my opinion. Um, and I bet I, you there's going to be a few... Uh, rescinded. No, if you, maybe not rescinded, but I bet you there's going to... Because you can't do that, really. The policy in the league has always been, you know, if a, a card is awarded on the field, but it's awarded to the wrong person, then it can be rescinded. But if it's... A, Awarded to the right person, then they're going to let the ref make that call. The uh, the disciplinary committee, though, is trying to expand upon and catch the stuff that the ref might have missed. Not correct what the ref did, but expand on what he called and maybe enhance or you know add on to the call that he made. And I bet you we're going to see some red cards come Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whenever they get off their butts to make the decisions. But it, it's going to happen. There's going to be a few more this week uh, based on the level of play that I saw last night. Right. Well, uh, here, again, I, I, I don't want to be a homer. The only full game I watched yesterday was the Galaxy Colorado game. I haven't watched a lot of the highlights yet. I want to see the fouls of the Chivas game. And I want to see the fouls yeah, in the RSL game. I want to see what they were. Because I, I know when the Chivas players actually literally had his shin guard snapped in half from the contact. Like they heard it up. They heard the contact up in the press box. They thought the guy had broken his leg. So I, but you know, again, to go back, Galaxy was the only game I watched in full, and the yellow card that gave the penalty to Colorado in the ninety-first minute, you know, it was a really horrible call, unfortunately. And you know, do are the refs stepping up so they're not second guessed later on in the week by the disciplinary committee? Is that part of the problem, or is it just we have really bad referees? And if you want to go beyond that, oh, my God, the A-League last night, uh, Brisbane Roar won the game on the absolute most non-existent foul call last night there ever was. I mean, it was a total dive, total flail, complete embellishment, and it won the game, won the grand final for them right. in literally the last moments of play, the dying seconds of stoppage time. Well, and yeah. that's the that's where this whole re, uh, review process does not favor uh, anyone teams that have been hard you know hard done by bad calls, but um, it only serves to you know catch the stuff that should have been called and you know serve as a deterrent, if you will. Uh, Got to sound like a principal all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know what I mean. It's a uh, it's a situation like last night, for example, in the Chivas game, uh, Rodriguez pulls down Latou, who is 
you know, just over the, over the half field uh, line there, the center line, and he yanks him down. He was clearly the last defender. Yanked him down, gets a yellow card only. And, but because he's the last defender, he should have been ejected, red card, right? I mean, well, that, that's it, what I would expect to see. It could be tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it maybe I, I don't know. Monday too. I don't know when they do it, but yeah, we'll find out soon. Yeah, I, so I I've got to watch all the all the encapsulated games so I can see what what took place last night. But a lot of midweek uh, games this week too. Yes, there are, there are, and yeah, Galaxy got Dallas coming in next week, so that should be good. I get to see my boy Ugo. I'm gonna be happy about that. Oh, this is yeah. all. <laughs> All due to the World Cup qualifying that's coming up in June, I guess, they're trying to load up all these games early on. Is that is that the scenario? Early on and end of the season and, and yeah. after. I mean, there's yeah, no New England doesn't have the heavy lifting until afterwards. So, yeah, I, I've looked at our schedule. We've got a couple of two week breaks between games, and then we've got go back to the you know six games in in in, in three in weeks. Three weeks. Yep. So, Abun, so. can you make an Ugo Ahemelo shirt next? <laughs> That's Mark's uh, absolute favorite player in the world, and uh, I got a I got a text from him two weeks ago. Please go to the team store and find out how much an authentic Hugo <laughs> jersey is, and would you please get it signed? I, I seriously, I know fanboy a lot, but that guy, I just because of who he is and just the way he plays, I absolutely adore him. He's just amazing. Really so let's guy. so let's do this. Uh, I'm going to make this announcement. Um, the winner of the uh, top of the table fantasy league on MLS gets a live brief football shirt. Yes, let's do that. Which? Well, okay, I got to start paying attention now. What league is that again? <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, uh, the show will pay for. Yes. And, um, uh, let's say they'll get an LBF package, which I will. Uh, which we yeah we will we will. Purchase when the new designs unless, come out. Unless it's Ballard. Make it array. Unless, unless, it's, unless it's Ballard, in which case we just beat him with a pillowcase full of Pepsis. <laughs> that, you know what? That may be our crest right there. Just a pillowcase full of Pepsis <laughs> and full of a Pepsi. soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> we we warned awesome. you before you came on, Boom. Yeah. No, this is this is a lot of fun, seriously. Well, we devolve. That's true. Uh, um. Yeah, but it's worse when we have women on the show. Oh God, is it? Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, even because, because that she's the worst one out of all of us. She is. <laughs> really? Did you get that? Did you get that text from her earlier in the week with a picture? Uh, which this? one? Oh my goodness! Which picture? I, I don't. It was something that. Uh, it, yeah, it took me she, back. She tweeted me uh, one night when she was out of the shower with the shower cap on. But it was. But it was one of these, like just under the chin, like uh, right. Me. K- and kissing the camera. No, it was one of those, like she had surprised herself with her own camera. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the bag and all that? Oh, oh I love her. Okay, so let's do it now. Predictions in the Premiership. Does United completely fold it up? Does City come through, or does United hold on? Ah, uh, United holds on. <clears throat> I think United so. United loses next week, but holds on. I think next week's a draw. I, yeah. yeah I, next I, week's a draw. I just have a feeling that they're going to tr- – it's, you know, 
Manchester City's going to be uh, trying to get the, the a repeat of the six one win. Yeah, they're that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen for the fences. Yeah. They are. Uh, Paul Scholes will be ejected in the eighty fifth minute. Red card for who? punching. Paul Paul Scholes. A red card for punching. <laughs> two, two, two foot a tackle on. Um, uh, Roberto Mancini. On, uh, just turns full heel, <laughs> full rest. Just. Every every time I watch every time I watch Skulls right going on. for a tackle, I think about that dream I had where I launched myself out of bed yes. to tackle Carlos Ruiz awesome. yes. and kick him in the head. So awesome! Oh dear God! Uh, all right, let's talk Champions League. I, I was I was excited to see uh, Bayern win. By the way. Yeah, that you know Bayern. what it was nice. It was it was great. It was good to see both Chelsea and Bayern hold on. That Chelsea and really... Bayern in the final. That's what I want. I want there. Oh, cucumber lime. Go ahead and get your plug in for cucumber lime Gatorade. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my best Gatorade ever. Here comes the I've never had that. Before. Well, it's, it's amazing. You haven't you haven't had it because you don't live where, Mark? Where the brown people live, go. like I do. <laughs> it, it's a deeply Latin thing. But now let's look, think about this, though. The way Chelsea played Barcelona and the way Madrid played Barcelona yesterday, uh, is Barca done for the year? Mm. I mean, wow. Chelsea, Chelsea knows the game plan now. Clog up the middle, cock up the 18-yard box, and put four guys on Messi. Well, do you think that yesterday might have been uh, just because they're playing Champions League and Champions League to them is more important? I don't think so, man. I think they. I, I, how how do you give? They're gonna qualify again for Champions League. It's right? done, but it's but done. I mean, they're in. La Liga it's, was not completely out of grasp as of yesterday. It is now. Right. As of yesterday, there was still a mathematical, very distinct possibility. Uh, I, I I think I I think Madrid just took notice of what Chelsea did and cocked up the box. Wow, they squeezed that space on the back line. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, Camp New, uh, uh, the, the Bernabeu is is wider than um, than uh, Stamford Bridge, so uh, which favors Barcelona's style of play. But if you if you're cocking up the middle, there's nothing that they can do against you except get lucky. And yesterday they had in the last minute, what three or in uh, the last minute of the Champions League game on on Wednesday, they had three shots bounce off the post and the uprights in succession. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it just wasn't their day. I think it was because they were so frustrated. Did Chelsea find the key that is going to see Barcelona ushered out this year? I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen that one picture on Twitter with, um, you know, sort of Messi carrying the ball up the field, and you have like sort of the the Chelsea back lines. Right? You have like basically four, four guys, you know, two rows of four defenders, you know? And it's the same thing that Inter Milan did was two years ago. And beat them with it. You know, you, you kind of have to park the bus against Barcelona sometimes, right? And then play on the right. counterattack. There really is no other way because you're not going to beat Barcelona playing their game. You know what I mean? Like, they, they need the ball to play. They, they try to keep the ball for as long as possible. So, you know, you're not going to get possession against them. So, you kind of have to play. I mean, you know, Ronaldo's goal yesterday was just the perfect counterattack, you know? So, I yeah. think I think if um, Chelsea can somehow figure out how to play that way at the Camp Nou, they can edge it out. So, so what are what are your predictions for this week? Pain. <laughs> Me? Everybody. Let's start with you, Mark. Predictions oh. for this week, Champions League. Um, I think 
Barcelona's going to draw draw the series to a tie, but Chelsea's going to win on away goals. Okay. Uh, yeah, I say 2-1 to Barca at the Camp New Chelsea goes away on away goals as well. And um, as far as Madrid, uh, I think Madrid takes it. Oh. I, I, I think they're going to be unstoppable at home. I really do. Yeah. So we're good. We're, we have a Chelsea-Madrid final from the two of you? Yeah, which means John Terry's going to cry again in the final. All right, <laughs> counselor, we come to you. Bayern wins um, on aggregate, and um, I think Chelsea's going to pull it off. Wow. I think. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going with a Bayern-Chelsea final, absolutely. Uh, That'd be a great final, though. So the that question would be. now is, is Barcelona there is. declined? Barcelona Hi. Hello, David. What's up? Uh, I don't know if Barca's on the decline. I mean, that's a good question. It's uh... Uh, no. I, I think I think Madrid's on a rise. I think people have figured out Barca, which mean which only means we're going to have to adapt and change her style. Fire Pep. And, <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't fire Pep. Pep walks away. But it just means Pep's going to have something to do over the summer to retool and you know, bring him back up to that level of being untouchable. So That's all it means. Stay? Does Pep stay then? Yes, I think so. So he renews his contract? He'll play. Yeah, I think so. I hope Did so. Did Mourinho walk away, even though he signed a contract? If they win Champions League, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's walking. If, he, if they win the Champions League, he's going he's yeah. to fly out of There's him. There's no question. If they don't win Champions League and win La Liga, he's still walking away. Does he, I think he's walking away. Does he way. go back to Chelsea if they win Champions League? I don't, I don't, I think Chelsea's, right now, Chelsea's like the Tonight Show. <laughs> Whoever goes there is just doomed. I, know, I agree. That's, that's my opinion. Does the inmates are running the asylum? Sad. Pretty much. And the inmates Sad. are all getting ready to, you know, hit the road. And we had our first relegation today. Uh, yeah, we I mean, wolves. No, wolves. 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 Oh, poor wolves. I love wolves. I do. Wolverhampton officially eliminated... Yep. Yep. They haven't won a game since Mick McCarthy left. That should tell you something right there. <laughs> they haven't won a game they haven't won a game since November. <laughs> that was a that was a dumb move though, to, to fire Mick McCarthy. You know, I, I I think I think you're right because they're not gonna lure anybody to come in and sign a contract just to go down. Not now. Right. You know, let him ride out the season, see if maybe he can pull something out of his right. hat. But you know. Oh well. And now, who who has won the championship? I know it was clinched a week and a half ago. Reading. Who won the champ? Reading. Reading. Well, okay. Reading didn't technically win the championship. They clinched a spot. They they cannot be eliminated. Um, and I don't know what the results were this weekend. So maybe they already have clinched the championship. And, but last week they clinched a spot. And, I thought they clinched the championship mathematically. That it was there was they had a large enough discrepancy. Did they win yesterday. If they won yesterday, then they did. Okay. Well, I, saw, I watched the video uh, uh, of them because they were seven points the field, up. Which was great. Yeah, that was a cool video. I saw that. Uh, Portsmouth relegated from the championship. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um. Hey, uh, Sporting KC finally lost. Yeah, it did. It did. I was saving this for last, and I was reminded by Nick. Nick, who was at the game last night. Kansas City. Well, hold on. Kansas City um, beat themselves. Beat themselves. I mean, with their own goal, that was a comedy of errors because you had the two guys, the Chance Myers 
uh, colliding into was it Cesar in the uh, in front of his own goal, and and they were both trying to clear the ball out, and they ended up knocking it into. Yeah, but again, and I'm going to say it again. This is why I hate the unbalanced schedule because Casey does not get a second chance to show Portland what's what. We don't get a second sure. chance to show New England what's what. It, it really bugs me. It really bugs me that we don't have a balanced schedule. It will get you in the final, man. We'll be there. Just like 2002 and 2005, right? <laughs> well, no, except this time we win. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, I was laughing when he said they'd see you in the final. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, balanced schedule. Uh, yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Soapbox. Maybe we get back to twenty teams. We'll uh, we'll have the the final uh, balanced schedule again. I think we will. I think we'll have to. Only way it works. I do like the idea of having a stretch of games out on the left coast and just a road trip. Keep it fashion road trip, man. Get a bus up and down the coast. I love that idea. That would be in in a perfect world. We could get the booster bus behind it, you know? If, like, if, 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 if I were the master of the universe, we'd have 20 teams in MLS, and we would build those 20 teams and those markets into an unbeatable force and then sink a shit ton of money into USL or NASL, build up those teams, get those teams to get 10,000 people to every game, and then we go promotion relegation. But until that happens, we can't have promotion relegation. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. I will say kudos again, kudos again to the Timbers for uh, knocking off KC. Being in the right place at the right time. And absolute, yeah. kudos, absolute kudos to KC, man, because they have come out like gangbusters. Yes. And they did it all perfectly. They put it all together. Uh, front office, stadium, supporters, team, Agreed. up and down the line. They nailed it to start this year. Second. Kudos to them, man. Chris Pontius hat yep. Did he really? Oh, wow. Now 4 nothing. It's all wow. As everyone now rushes to their uh, fantasy team to pick uh, him up for next week. Wow. <laughs> this is his fourth goal in two games. So is there just like you know, a He's done for the rest of the year, apparently. Gash in the middle of the field known as Rafa Marquez where he's not there? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, let's, cannot, talk, let's talk about that. Three I games? Wait really? To play, Three games? I cannot wait to play New York next weekend. Um, but yeah, not enough in my opinion. Not, Not enough. enough. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a Mullen kind of foul on Zakawani that deserved ten games, but I think I think I think it was a five game minimum. I, I think it was three games for the football style tackle in the box and two games for the kick to the face because they were both malicious. They were both on purpose. Five for me, five games would have been enough. That sends a message. Yeah, I like, think it has to be. You have to. Tr- I would think you have to treat each one as a separable and punishable offense, right? So, exactly. So, but for me, the kick is worse than the tackle. And so, therefore, the, the kick should have a stronger penalty than the tackle. Right. I, so I, I'm, I was look, I'm, I'm thinking <clears throat> seven games minimum, and then you tack on three because it's his second offense in less than six months. But, but broke, his, okay. broke his collarbone in four places. Salinas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, but that that was the tackle. I know. I'm had. just saying, as a result of yeah, it, yeah, three games. Just I don't get it. Is it because he's a name? Because he's a DP? Uh, I, I don't get it. Is he on his way to Chivas? Probably. Who cares? <laughs> I said it. 
send your cards and letters to at Twitter underscore dumb. Oh, what do you think Terry Henry's feeling right now? This, I mean, this has just got to be. He just scored a goal, so I think he's Let feeling down. fine. Oh, he's nice. He's feeling right. great. Just bent free kick into the upper left-hand corner. Beautiful. Oh, wow. Beautiful fantasy goal. Points. Yay. Um, okay. I don't even know who I have in my fantasy That's team. That's sad. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, what's up with Hans Bach? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to be shown the door? I don't think it's Hans Bach that's the problem. And you still think it's Dax McCarty? <laughs> I've never said it was Dax McCarty. <laughs> I just said it's oddly timed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God love Dax McCarty. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, um, Abun, thank you so much for coming on. It's been some guys, time. thanks for having me. It's a lot you of know fun. how you know how much I love your stuff. So, yes. thank you, thank you. For coming you can on. follow Abun at Live Breathe Football, F U T B O L. You can check everything out. Brand new website, LiveBreatheFootball.com. Uh, props to Edward for helping you out for that WordPress site. Yes, yes, that was incredible. Let's uh, let me pop over here and do the uh, do the plugs real quick. You can follow me at Tweeter underscore dumb. You can follow Sarah at Hull Bird because she never comes on the show anymore. No, she had a tournament today. I'm kidding. You can follow Mark at SC underscore Beaner Lights, L-I-T-E-S. Be prepared and warned. Have a sense of humor. You can follow you can follow Hank at Hesco5. You can also check out his podcast, themidnightride.us. And follow you can also follow that at TMR Podcast. Chris, Chris, whenever he is staying out of direct sunlight, you can follow him at Chris J. Ballard. You can also get him on Around the League at, at ATLCSRN or at CSRNUSA.com. Follow the show at Top of the Table TV, and uh, we have everything archived and uh, saved on our website at topofthetable.tv. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, Aboon, thanks again so much. Aboon, thank you very much. Yeah, awesome. thanks, you, man. If we can do anything to help, yeah. if we can tweet anything out, um, if there's anything you want the three of us to, to get to any anybody here, any players, even I'll go ahead and volunteer Sarah. Um, let yeah, us know. Yeah, we're behind you all let the way, man. Definitely. For sure. Thanks a lot, guys. Hank, let me know um, if you can let me, let me um, send my address, my email sure. address so you can um, awesome. I, send yeah, me your size and mailing address so I'll get something over to you. Thanks a lot, man. I got it. Cheers. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Thank That's you, it. Pal. We will see you next week. To, uh, thanks to the good people at Geekweek, geekweek.com, Jeff Katz and those people for letting us go on here and fill up their airtime. Uh, we will see you next week. We actually have a guest next week. I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, my God. We have uh, author Sean Reed. <laughs> uh, I have to read? No, his last name is Reed. <laughs> no, I have to read in preparation for the no. show now because he's an no, author. talking about a book that's coming out. Believe in USsoccer.com. Sean right. Reed, we can hey. talk about the book Gotta Believe in U.S. Soccer. And you can uh, get some more information. Believe in USsoccer.com. Sarah and uh, I... Actually interviewed with him last season, so he's gone from uh, from park to park and uh, interviewed fans and people uh, in the area talking about uh, soccer in each specific region. Oh, okay. That's it. Sorry, the chat's broken. Uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading and watching us live. We will be back next week, um, probably without Sarah. I'm going to say that until she comes on. For Mark in LA, for Ibun in Philly, for the for the governor over here in Connecticut. This has been Top of the Table. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Later, guys.